Hello Life Changers, thank you so much for joining us. We have got an amazing word for you, so why don't you lean in, grab a notebook and pen, and get ready for what God has to say to you today. But uh, my name is Michael and I'm one of the pastors here and I have the privilege of leading the PM congregation and uh, preaching tonight. And it really is a privilege of being a pastor in this house. And uh, I am an only child, and if you ask my wife, I was spoiled when I was growing up. I got breakfast in bed some mornings. Yes, I know, shock horror, but I am an only child. But I remember when I was young, that I was around four or five, and when my father came home, I would wait at the door for my father. I knew that some evenings he would bring home a sweet, he would bring home a treat on his way from work, and I knew that I wanted to see my dad when he came home from work. And as soon as he came home, nothing else took my attention in that moment. All I wanted was my father. I wanted my daddy, and I couldn't wait for him to get home from work. And as soon as he got home from work, I remember my dad is an older dad, but he would run towards me with outstretched arms, and all that I had asked for was my dad in that moment. And it's a memory that I will always remember. It's something that actually crept inside of my heart, and I realized that actually I had a good earthly father. And maybe some of you are saying, you know what, Michael, I can't really relate to that story. Um, I didn't have a great dad. I maybe didn't even have a good dad. I had an okayish one. Or some of you are saying, actually, I didn't even have a father around in those early years. But I want to say that we have an amazing father in heaven. And he is a true God, and he is wanting to be our father. But he is calling us sons and daughters, and he is wanting a relationship with each and every one of us. And just as my attention was fixed on my earthly father, he wants all of our attention this evening. He wants all of our attention in our lives, and he is a good father, and he is pursuing you even before you think of pursuing him. And so we're gonna read from Luke 15, and we're in this series called The Heart of It. And we're gonna read from Luke 15, verse 11. So if you have your Bible, please turn there in your Bible. It's gonna be on the screen behind there. You can go on your phone and search the verse, but it's the parable of the lost son. And this is the third parable in a series of parables about lost things and God's heart going after lost things. So we're gonna read this entire parable tonight. We're gonna to dig into scripture. We're gonna to have to work here tonight, Life Changes Church. But it says this in verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, settled for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him to a field to feed his pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. That is the father's heart for us. See, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. There was a lacquer drawer going on. He heard all that. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you open up our hearts this evening. That you open up our hearts and that we realize that we are sons and daughters of the God Most High that you are our Father, but I pray that people will be changed and transformed in this place, Lord. That we ask that you change us by your grace as we sang that song, Majesty. That we do not leave here as we came in, Lord. That we change and transform by your grace and your love, and that we will live radical lives that are full of meaning and purpose because you are our Father in heaven, and we are your children. I pray that each and every one will know that tonight. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen and amen. Turn to someone and say, it is good to be in the house of the Lord. There we go. Say it like you mean it. If you don't say it like you mean it, then you're lying in church, joking. But this is amazing. So this parable is about lost things, and it is about the lost son. And tonight, we are invited to be children in the Father's house. And I want to say, you are invited to not live like a slave, but live like a son. And this idea of sonship may be a foreign concept in our modern society. If we think about sonship, we immediately think about gender, and it's 2022, so gender is a wild topic nowadays. But this isn't a topic about gender, this is a topic about identity. See, sonship is about our identity as children in God's kingdom. And this thing about sonship doesn't actually speak about paternity. It doesn't mean that uh, I have a paternal test and that is my father. No, it's actually about being related to the father and how I reflect the father in my life. And so in the Hebrew culture, if you were a son to a father, they would know this by you having the same vocation as the father. So if your father was a carpenter, you would become a carpenter. And the father would teach you all about how to be the very best carpenter you can be. He would show you how to work with wood. He would show you his ways. And as you grew up, as you got that skill of carpentry, you reflected the father. You reflected your father. And so people would know that you were the carpenter's son. And so it's actually about how we reflect the father in our lives. And so if you are a son or daughter of God, then it is how, about how you reflect God in your life. 
See, if we are living like sons and daughters, then wherever we go, whatever we do, how we think needs to reflect our Father in heaven. And so Jesus is actually saying, if we do not reflect our Father in heaven, we are like the lost son, or we are like the older brother. And I want to say, if you are not living like a son, then we are living like slaves. See, the title of my sermon tonight is Slavery or Sonship. And so this parable actually shows us that there is no middle ground. So either we are living like sons in the Father's house, or we are living like slaves. Now, slavery is also a topic we don't speak about a lot in our modern society, and it's a topic we want to forget about. But I want to say, actually, slavery still exists today. Every one of us is enslaved to something. See, some people are enslaved to wealth and money. All of their life is to attain wealth or status in society. Some of us are enslaved to addictions and vices and temptations that the enemy offers us. See, we are all able to be enslaved by something. When we live our life for something or give our energy and our attention and all of our affection towards an object or a person, that is the thing that is our master. So Jesus is presenting this way of living and that actually we need to live different lives and that if we aren't living as God as our master, then we are actually living in slavery. But Jesus came to set us free and he is calling us to live a different way of life. See, if we aren't living as a son, then we are just living as a hired hand like the parable says. When the son went out and he squandered all his wealth, he didn't think of him as the father's son anymore. He just thought of himself as a hired hand. I am no better than one of the father's servants. That is a radical thing. That is a thing that stirs inside of my heart that actually we aren't called to just be hired hands. People who come to church who tick the boxes of Christianity. We are sons and daughters of the God most high. If you are here tonight, I want you to know that you have a Father in heaven who knows you intimately, who wants to shape and transform your life, who wants you to have meaning and purpose in life, and wants you to live a radical existence for your Father's house. See, that is on offer for each and every one of us tonight. But we need to know that if we aren't living in sonship, we're probably living in slavery. And so what is slavery? See, one of the marks of a slave is that we act like we are way out on the edge, outside of the father's house. The son, the younger son, lived like a slave. Why? Because he lived distant from the father's house. See, he was no more than a hired servant because he did not know what was going on in the father's house. He did not know that the father loved him dearly. He did not know that the father wanted what was best for him. He did not know that the father's heart was just one of love and compassion. Why? because he lived a distant life just like a hired hand. See, the mark of a slave is that we are unsure whether the good we do will get favor or blessings from the master. See, we think that we have to work. We think that we have to be better. We think that we have to work harder in order to attain any good measure from our Father in heaven. That is a lie. See, that is the mentality of a slave. That is the mentality of a servant. All we have to do is to be a son or daughter of God, and he will show his love. He will show his compassion. It's nothing that we do in order to attain the status as a son. Our status as a son is only given by the Father through Jesus Christ. And all we have to do 
is come towards the father. So with these two sons, the younger brother and the older brother, we see two types of slavery. And we're going to look at that this evening. The first type of slavery is the younger brother. See, this is a brother who wanted to do what he desired. See, he asked the father, give me my share of the estate. Like Tim preached last week, this is basically wishing that the father was dead. Because you would only get your inheritance in the Hebrew culture when your father passed on. And so he's basically saying, Father, you are dead to me. All I want is wealth. I want to live my best life. YOLO, I am blessed. Hashtag success. That is basically what he was saying to the father. And he went off and he squandered everything. He lived life his own way. He lived it large people. That Instagram was blowing up. But he squandered it, and he traded everything for wealth, for success, for money, for temptations, for his way of living. He traded his inheritance. He lived as a slave rather than a son, because a son does not trade his inheritance for worthless things in this life. But so often we do that. I know my own heart. I so often trade my affections for worthless things in this life. I give my affections to other things rather than God. I get tempted by things rather than spending time in His Word. I get fearful and anxious about money and all these other things rather than trusting that my Father will provide for my every need. Every time I do that, I live like the younger brother rather than a son in the house of the Lord. See, the son is the spirit of licentiousness. It basically says, I can live my life the way I want. No matter what I do, maybe I can come back to the father. Maybe I will make my way back if I do enough good things or I right the wrongs. That is a spirit of licentiousness. It's basically saying that, yes, there is grace on offer, but I'm going to live my life my own way. Why? Because I know better than the father. I know that's me sometimes. My heart can go there. And every time that I uh, go a little bit further away from God, I'm like the prodigal son. See, we don't have to go far. We don't have to go towards prostitutes and all those things that the book mentions. Every time that our heart strays away from the father, we are just like the prodigal son. And so this is about us as well. And not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country. See, what made the son more like a hired servant? It was the distance from the father. If you are distant from the father this evening, he is calling you home. He is calling you home. He wants a relationship with you. See, I know about my earthly father. When I am close to him, when I spend time with him, I know that he loves me. I know his heart's desire for me. I know how he is doing. I know all these things. But when I am far from him, when I don't phone him, when I don't spend time with my dad, I actually don't know how he's doing. I don't know what his desires are for me. I don't know that he wants what's best for me. See, distance makes us a slave. See, it wasn't just a physical distance. It was a distance in his heart that the father was no longer his greatest treasure anymore that he actually wanted other things, that other things were his greatest treasure 
over the father who had given him everything. See, this younger son only asked for a third of the estate, but he actually had everything to gain from the father. There was so much more than the little bit of wealth that he got and squandered. See, the Father in heaven wants to give you. He is the God of the how much more. There is so much in eternity. There is so much at stake. And He wants to give you it all, Life Changes Church, as sons and daughters in His house. See, our sin will take us further than we ever imagined. See, you think that your sin will only just take you a little way, but I promise you it will take you further than you imagine. That secret sin you don't want anyone to know that thing that is stealing all of your attention and all of your desire will take you further than you want to go. It will take you further from the Father. And He is calling you back this evening. He is calling you not to live like a slave. He is calling you to be a son. But there's this thing called shame and guilt. And this gets into the younger brother's story. And he thinks, I am no longer worthy to be called a son. And maybe that's you this evening. Maybe you don't want anyone to know what you watched last night. Maybe you don't want anyone to know what is going on in your marriage or what is going on when no one else can see. And there's shame and there's anxiety and there's fear and there's guilt. And you don't actually feel that you are worthy to be in a relationship with God. You don't actually feel like you can come towards the Father and that you have to work and that you have to get everything in order in order to go towards the Father. And that is a lie that the enemy sells us. See, shame will get in and will tell you that you are no longer a son. You are just a hired hand. Look what you did. Look what you squandered. Look at what you did with what the Father gave you. But that's a lie because nothing can change you being a son or daughter of God. When did the son stop being a son ever in the story? Not at one instant. He was always a son to the Father. No matter what the shame, no matter what the cost, no matter how he squandered the wealth, he was always the father's son. That is the story of the gospel. We are sons and daughters of a father who is so good and who wants to lavish his grace and love on us, Life Changes Church. See, the lie that he believed is that he could not come back to the father, that the father would not accept him. If you feel unworthy this evening, know that there is a father in heaven who is waiting for you just to turn towards him. And he is going to show you his love and grace this evening. I really believe that God is doing something in us as a community. Just even in worship, there is this tangible presence of him in this room. And I really believe that he is wanting to show us how real he is. That we have a father in heaven who we can come to in every circumstance, in every time, in every moment. We can come to him. And it doesn't matter how messy or broken our life is, that he is just wanting us to turn towards him as a father. See, when you have a child, I don't know about you, but you don't tell a child who's only six months old that they, like, berate them that they cannot walk. When they try and call and they fall over and you go, come on, son, I thought you would do better by now. That's not a father. That's not the father's heart. When the child messes up, the father runs towards him. The father picks him up. The father cuddles him. See, the father just wants to be close to the son. He wants to be close to us, Life Changes Church. See, the son has permission to come to the father at every moment. But there's another brother in the story. And this brother is the older brother. And this is the second type of slavery. And this is a brother who was in the father's house. 
He came to church every Sunday. He read his Bible every day. He did everything that the Father asked him to. He was the model student. He was top of the class. He was the greatest son there could ever be. But actually, even though he was close to the Father in a physical sense, he was really far from the Father's heart. See, you can be a younger brother or you can be an older brother in slavery. Look at the older brother's response when this younger brother comes home. How does he see himself and his father relating? He says this, look, for so many years I have been serving you. That's the word that he uses. He doesn't say for so many years I have loved you, for so many years I have been with you, for so many years I have done my best for you. No, he says for so many years I have been serving you. See, in order to attain the father's respect and his love and his favor, he served the father. He thought that he could do this by being better, by doing more, that when he messed up, that he would just do even more, that he would attain the father's love and the father's pleasure by being the best. And that is a mentality so many of us have. Why should I give again? Why should I go out and tell people about the gospel? Why should I serve on a Sunday? I have been in church for so many years. I have served the Father. Don't ask me to do this. Don't ask me to get involved. I have served the Father. See, our hearts can get small. Our hearts can become small like this older brother. And I promise you that that is also a heart of slavery. This isn't just an issue that plagued them one day then. This is an issue that plagues us now. It is a heart issue. God is after our hearts. And see, this is a legalistic disposition. And this is actually a son who is in bondage to something. He is enslaved to something else. See, he thinks that he has to do all the rules in order to attain the favor of the Father. He has to be obedient. He has to do these things. And if he doesn't do these things, he is no longer a son. He is also just like one of the hired hands. That is not the Father in heaven. Life changes church. It says this in Acts 17 verse 25. God is not served by human hands as though he needed anything. For he himself gives to all men life and breath and everything. The older brother goes on and he says this, And I have never neglected a command of yours. How does he see the Father? See, he sees the Father as a God who gives commands. Is that how you see God this evening? I promise you, this is a wrong view of God. It is not, he is not a God who gives commands. And the question really isn't whether the Son has kept every commands of the Father. The question is whether the Father wants to be known as a God who gives commands to the Son. How do we view our Father? Does God want to be known as a God who is just expecting us to be obedient? No. He wants to be known as a Father who loves us dearly, who paid the price on the cross for us, and who gave His Son up for each and every one of us. That's the heart of the gospel. He doesn't want to be known as this taskmaster. He doesn't want to be known as a master to slaves. He wants to be known as a good, good Father in heaven. See, this is the heart of the gospel, Life Changes Church. And he goes on, uh, the son goes on and he says, when this son of yours came, 
He doesn't say when my brother came home. He doesn't say when the, the person who was lost came home. He says, no, when the son of yours. See, when we're living in slavery, we can think that we can even blame God. We can blame others and we can get offended and our hearts become small and hard and we don't actually see each other as brothers and sisters of Christ. We see each other as just people in the story and actually that son of yours, it has nothing to do with me. That is not the gospel either. See, if you are a son and daughter of God, then we are in a family. He has adopted you as heirs in Christ. You have been adopted into the family of God, into the body of Christ, and we need to go out to go seek the lost, to go seek those who are broken, to go seek those who are covered in shame, to go seek those who need it the most. Why? Because that is the heart of the Father, and that is the heart of the Son. See, the Son came to earth to seek us when we were lost, when we were broken, when we were uh, covered in our shame, and He is calling us to do the same. See, we need to stop relating to God as a taskmaster. We need to stop relating to God as a commander. We need to stop relating to God as a distant person in heaven. We need to start relating to God as a father. The only thing that is going to change your life, transform it from the inside out, is to understand the love of the Father. That you have a Father in heaven who loves you so dearly. You have a Father in heaven who wants to show you His love. You have a Father in heaven who has eternity in store for you and has the riches of heaven waiting for you. And all He asks is for you to come towards Him. And He wants to lavish you and pour out His grace, pour out His favor, pour out His blessings, pour out His love. Why? Because it is who the Father is. And it doesn't depend on us. It doesn't depend on what we've done or haven't done. It only depends on the Father. That is who He is, and that's who He wants to show you He is tonight. And so we see that there's these two brothers. There's the younger brother and the older brother. They're both living in slavery. But there's the amazing response of the father. And what, how does the father respond to these brothers? Firstly, he ran towards the younger son. When the son was covered in shame, when the son was smelling from the pigsty, when the son was coming just as a servant, as a hired hand, and didn't feel like he was worthy to be in the presence of the father, the father ran towards him. And in those days, a father would not run. They wore long, long robes, and it was actually indecent for an older man to run in public. But the father was basically telling the word, nothing will stop me from seeing my son. Nothing will stop me from covering his shame. Nothing will stop me from restoring his life. Nothing will stop me from bringing this dead boy into life. See, nothing would stop the father from running. That is the day that God ran. That is the day that God ran, and He is still running towards us. Every day, every time our heart becomes distant from Him, He is running towards you, and He wants to cover your shame. He wants to cover your lack. He wants to give you strength when you are weak. He wants to cover your fear with hope. He wants to restore your brokenness and restore every part of your life. Why? Because it is who the Father is. He runs towards us, and He will always run towards us. And then he entreats the older brother. He asks him, boy, why are you doing this? Your brother who was dead is now alive. 
See, he had every right to be angry at the older brother. He had every right to just tell him off, to command him in order to come into the celebration. But no, he comes towards the older brother and he says, son, come inside. Son, come to me. Son, see your brother who was dead and is now alive. See, this is the father who doesn't shout at us, who doesn't berate us, who doesn't kick us out of the kingdom. This is a father who comes to us and is calling us son and daughter. See, the father calls him my child. He doesn't call him my servant. He doesn't call him my slave. He doesn't call him my hired hand. He calls him my child. You are a child of God. If you know Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. The Father is calling you my child tonight. Maybe you haven't heard that in forever. Maybe you didn't have a good earthly father or mother. Maybe you actually didn't receive love from your parents. Know that you have a Father in heaven right now saying, My child, come towards me. My child, I see you. My child, I am well pleased with you. My child, I love you. My child, no matter what you do, you can never separate yourself from my love. My child, I am calling you home. He is calling us home. Hear the word tonight. My child, I delight in you. D, the Father says, you are always with me. We are always with him. Nothing can make us not be a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. Nothing in this life can snatch you out of the Father's hand. My child, you are always with me. When you feel like he is far away, he is always with you. When you feel like your sin has taken you far, his love will run further still, and he is always with you. No, no matter what, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter if you have zero in the bank account, no matter if you are struggling with temptation or addiction tonight, the Father is always with you. In every moment, in every circumstance, in every point in our life, the Father is always with you. Know that in the bottom of your heart because that will set you free, that the Father is always with you. And then he says, I am always with you, and all that is mine is yours. All that is the Father's is yours, and it is on offer. You don't have to do anything to achieve it. You just have to freely receive it through Jesus Christ. See, all that is mine is yours if you will come in with the sinners. All that is mine is yours if you will stop relating to him as a slave. All that is mine is yours if you will be satisfied with him as your father. All that is mine is yours if you receive his grace and love. All that is mine is yours. I want to finish off with the scripture. And I'm going to ask us to stand to our feet in this moment. It says this in Romans 8, verse 14 to 17. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's 
children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. All of the Father is ours. All that the Father has is yours. And if you are needing his touch tonight, if you are needing to be set free from addiction, set free from the strongholds of the enemy, if you are needing to experience the love of the Father, it is on offer tonight, Life Changes Church. All he is calling you to do is come. Come inside, my son. Come see my celebration. Come see my grace. Come see my love. Come see how worthy you are. Come see how glorious I am. Come see the riches of heaven that I have in store for you. So right now, with all eyes closed, with all eyes closed in this room, if you're saying, I want to be a son and not a slave. I want to be set free from a spirit of slavery. I want to be set free from a spirit of bondage. I want to be set free from this mindset that I am not good enough. I want to be set free that I am not good enough for God's grace or God's love. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right now, and my hand will be raised with yours as well. Jesus, I ask you right now that the sons and daughters in this room will know how much you love them, that we will know that we are your children, that right now you are confirming identities in this place. No matter what they've done, no matter how far they've run in their life, that your grace and your life runs further still, that you are calling us to come. You are calling us to come close to you. And so right now, Jesus, I pray that you will pour out your spirit in this place. I pray that your presence will be felt in this place. I pray that you will show us the love of the Father. Right now, just receive the love of the Father. Right now, say, I am loved. I am loved. I am loved by the Father. I am restored by the Father. I am whole in the Father. And I am loved by the Father. Jesus, right now, show each and every one how much you love them. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to take your next step or find out what is happening in the life of the church, head over to our website or follow us on social media. Cheers.